Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Theater Podcast, intimate personal conversations with the industry's biggest names. I'm your host, Alan Seals, and our guests today are the leads of the national tour of The Prom, Caden Carney and Kaylin West. Every time I speak with anyone who was involved with this show, who was involved with The Prom, you can just feel the love that pours out of them for this story and how much it means to them and the audience and... Uh, you'll hear from from the conversation with the two of them. It's allowed each of them to become more comfortable with who they are individually and hear constant, they both hear constant stories from the audience. They get feedback and DMs through social media and whatnot. They hear these stories from the audience that have, that's, the show has literally changed their lives. You hear people talk about like, oh, I saw a Broadway show and it changed my life. But this show, specifically The Prom, has a reputation for literally helping people change their lives, whether it's coming to terms with their own sexuality or coming out to their parents or whatever the case is. There are so few stories that have to deal with queer teenagers that this one stands out in a way that just touches so many people in such a phenomenal way. Go see the show if you haven't seen it. See Caden and Kaylin in the tour if you can, if it's coming anywhere near you. Find me online on Instagram and Twitter at theater underscore podcast on TikTok. TikTok? On TikTok at the theater podcast. And now everybody, please enjoy this wonderful interview with Caden and Kaylin. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I am so incredibly happy to welcome today's guests, two of them who are representing one of my favorite musicals of all time, no joke, Caden Carney as Emma and Kaylin West as Alyssa Green. They are both starring opposite each other in the national tour of The Prom. Caden and Kaylin, I am so thrilled to welcome you both to the podcast. Welcome to the theater podcast. Thank you so much for having us. Thank We're really you. excited to be here. Yes. Oh, it's um, it's amazing. This show, uh, when I say it's one of my f- favorite musicals of all time, I absolutely I, I mean that very very sincerely because there's you hear the 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 trope of like I saw theater and I went to Broadway and it changed my life and it's like that's what I want to do people say that's what I want to do that's what I uh, you know it just makes people want to become an actor or whatnot but this show goes so far beyond that because it speaks to uh, an issue of queerness it speaks to issues of being um, non-binary it speaks to uh, religious intolerance there are so many levels that that this show uh as you start to pull back the onion of what the prom is because you look online like what's the prom it's like oh four four broadway washed up broadway actors go (laughs) to the midwest and help a girl go to prom with her girlfriend and that doesn't even scratch the surface of how amazing this show is it's so hard to put this show into a soundbite into like a mount into a single sentence like usually I'll start trying to explain what is what it is and then I end up resorting to you just need to come and see it just just come and see it because <laughs> it's beyond words you have to feel it yeah so uh, for the two of you um and you've got completely different experiences leading up to the same moment and I I love that about the both of you because uh like 
uh, Kaylin, you were part of the original Broadway cast, mm-hmm. and Caden, this is your you're relatively newer to the scene, being this is your first national tour, and you haven't had the the fortune of being on Broadway yet, and so you're both coming from different directions with different personal backgrounds too. And that, mm-hmm. there's so many questions I want to get into because like, Kaylin, you, I think you were born in Salt Lake City. Yeah, right? yeah. Right. Uh-huh. So stereotypically, very Mormon, yeah. not going to assume anything, <laughs> but that's out there. And then, uh, and then Kaden, uh, you're, you identify as non-binary. So you're bringing that personal experience into, into the show and into the world. Mm-hmm. So I guess, Kaylin, let's start with, with you and tell me your story of, of, how you got into theater in the first place, and then um, how you got involved with the prom. Well, I mean, whenever I get this question, I kind of always have to take it back to my mom always told me that I was singing before I could talk and dancing before I could walk. So it was like zero surprise to anyone that I wanted to be on stage and I I wanted to dance and I wanted to sing and I, I wanted to do all those artsy things. I was very artistically inclined. Um, And so from a pretty young age, I started off as a dancer and I moved a lot. So it was kind of like my training was a little spotty, but I did like classes here and then here and all over the place. And it wasn't until I got into junior high that I even started to have a concept of musical theater. I'd know no one else in my family does this. So I honestly had no idea what it was or what it entailed. And the only reason I fell into it was because a friend of mine dragged me to the audition in seventh grade. Because oh, they needed more dancers. And so I was like, okay. So we went and it was a, a production of The Music Man. The only show I've... Well, I was about to say the only show I've done twice. But actually this one I've done twice now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so Music Man was my first, my first show that I did in seventh grade. And uh, I got a solo in Wells Fargo Wagon. And I remember feeling... Suddenly thinking like, oh, like, I'm good at this. I can do this. <laughs> and... Well, because I didn't know. I'd never tried it before. And so I really, I got more into it. And then it was really in um, high school when I got my first lead. I played Belle in Beauty and the Beast. And I just remember feeling this sense of confidence that I had never known in my life. I felt really in my own skin. I felt like I started to see who I was. And I felt powerful. And I'd never felt that. And so... I kind of just decided then and there that I was going to do it. And and then that's what I did. So I went to Weber State University, which is a university in northern Utah. Um, and there's a great musical theater program there um, where I got some really wonderful opportunities um, in all aspects of the theatrical endeavor, you know, from tech and costume design and like set design and then like I ran the soundboard once for a show and it was the most awesome experience ever. (laughs) Um, So I I did my bachelor's in musical theater there. I also got a bachelor's in anthropology while I was there. And then shortly after I graduated. Huh? (laughs) No. Anthropology, Anthropology, the study of peoples and cultures, which is what actors do. Yeah. The science. The science. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I did that, which was, I just think that made me a better artist. It made me a better human. Um, So after I graduated in 2013, I did a show locally and I managed to get my equity card pretty fast because I'd always told myself I was I needed to join equity before I moved to New York because I I knew I was going to have to work to support myself once I got to New York. So I was like, I can't I have to be able to get in the rooms. So that was mm-hmm. kind of a prerequisite for me. And I did this show where they were short an equity contract and the artistic director and director knew I was going to move to New York. So they gave me my equity card. So I was very wow. fortunate. Yeah. And after that happened, I was like, well, there's nothing standing between me and the city besides buying a plane ticket. So I bought a plane ticket and I left and I didn't have anywhere to live and I didn't have a job. And then I landed and I crashed on my friend's couch and I found both within a week. <laughs> so it was kind of wild. And then, you know, just spent the next number of years auditioning and auditioning. And I got my agents, uh, which was such a blessing. That was a huge game changer for me um, to have them in my corner. Uh, and then it was 2018 when... I auditioned for prom and I remember getting the audition and thinking like, I'm not right for this. And then (laughs) I went into the room and 
it was like, it was a dance call. And I remember walking in there and seeing tons of like girls in jewel tone shirts and like lots of bright colors. And I literally came in with like a dark lip, kind of looking like I look like right now. I was all in black. I had like a black crop top, black cut off shorts, dark lipstick. And I was like, well, I stick out like a sore thumb. <laughs> and so I was just like, all right, well, I'm just going to have fun and like go for it. And it ended up working out for me and um, booked it. And it was my Broadway debut. And it was the most wonderful and exciting and challenging hard thing I've ever done in my life. Um, and you know, when it came time for us to close, it, it really did feel so premature because it's like you said, it's this show actually does what theater overall claims to do. It changes people's lives. It, mm -hmm. it really does. Um, and it's so it's so sneaky about how it does it because it, it fools you. It covers it like like you mentioned, it covers so many different hard topics, but it does it with such a, um, a bright, joyful, hopeful atmosphere that you're, you don't even realize that you're learning so much because you're laughing so hard and smiling and you're so invested. Um, so, you know, this show was such a gift. It was a blessing. And I honestly never thought that I would come back to it. Um, and I got to play Alyssa 10 times on Broadway. Uh, so you were understudying both Emma and Alyssa. Yeah, I started off understudying Alyssa, and I understudied her the whole time. And then after the Tonys, I took over as the um, second Emma cover. Never got to go on as Emma, but I got to learn learn the track and just kind of, I was just, just like, yes, more, give me more. Like, I want to be a, <laughs> in all parts of this show. Honestly, I want to play all the roles, all of them. You so, want to be Barry Glickman? Yes. One of my I was literally <laughs> yeah, saying yeah. this morning. I was like, if I do gender bending, I want to see Bear, sing Barry's going to prom. It's one of my favorite songs. It's one of my absolute favorite songs. So yeah. So and I like it's just been such a surprise. You never know where things are gonna take you. So here we are coming back to doing this show again. And like it doesn't get old. It really doesn't. It's so it can't. It's so beautiful and it's such the heart of this show is so huge and so resilient and so genuine. It's 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 hard to not love being a part of it, you know? Like it's it's a real gift. Okay, I have talked That's a beautiful. lot. <laughs> <laughs> I have talked a lot. I will cut we'll that together. <laughs> Yeah, we'll 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 come back to this, right? Because I have so many follow-ups for that. But okay. Kaden, tell me your story. All right. Well, I also started out as a dancer. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> we're all in laughing. Salt Lake City. Yeah. Um, well, actually, you did grow up around a lot of Mormons. I did grow up around a lot of Mormons. We had just like my part of town had a lot of uh, a lot of Mormons. So a lot of my friends were were Mormons. Um, and uh, not not gonna go down that road. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, no, I I did theater. You know, from a young age, like we had after school programs through our school where we did like little plays, and I I participated in those, and I loved it. Um, and I did it all through high school, musical theater and and theater and choir, and um, never really was a dancer. Not really my my strong suit. Um, I'm a strong mover. Uh, I can relate. How can many relate. people yeah. identify I'm in that category. Um, but that didn't stop me from doing musical theater. And, you know, I, I worked on my dancing as, as hard as I could. Um, but I, you know, I know my strengths. <laughs> it's actually funny. When I auditioned for the prom and we were in the final callback, I brought, you know, movement clothes because I thought for sure they were going to, you know, have a a dance call because Emma dances at the end and I thought to myself all right I think they really like me but they're gonna see me dance and then just be like oh too bad <laughs> um but they didn't have a dance call so I lugged out <laughs> and we had um just the most amazing we have the most amazing dance captains and um you know our team is just so supportive and they all help me um so much so I I got the dancing down, and uh, now I just have a blast doing it. It's so fun. Um, and you, you saw the original Broadway production, I yes. believe, when 
And when you were in New York for your grad school showcase, yes. did I get that right? Yes, yes. So I, I went to, um, I did my undergrad at um, Cal State Long Beach, and then I graduated and went straight to grad school. So I just did years of school, so much school. Um, I went to University of California, Irvine, did my MFA there. And then, yeah, we did our showcase. It was Gosh, 2019. So it was the like one of the last in-person showcases for a mm. while. Um, wow. Because, of course, 2020, that class had to do everything virtually, which I feel for. I feel for the class of 2020, especially um, across the board. But, um, yeah, it was it was awesome. And I I got rush tickets, I think. I, or, yeah. Or, or, yeah. Or I won. And I didn't win the lottery. Maybe I got like through Today Ticks or something. And I went alone and I sat in the mez and... I thought to myself, I was like, oh, this is like, I have to see this show because it's like a queer show and it's going to be like kind of like, like surface, like funny, like just a big like Broadway, like, you know, I, I had this expectation that I was just going to like be entertained and I sobbed like yes. a baby, like I was sobbing al alone in the messenger. And it was, it was, but it was wonderful. It was cathartic and it was so special. And I, I connected so much to, to Caitlin's performance and to Emma. And, um, and I just knew immediately, I was like, man, if I ever get a chance to do this, I really want to. And when the movie, um, you know, when the breakdown for the movie came out, I like begged my manager to get me an audition and they didn't want to see me at first. And he like finally convinced them to wow. see me and I auditioned for the movie. Um, and then when the tour came out, I was like, all right, here we go again. Like, I got to give it my shot. And um, the universe, the universe said, OK, so um, now I get to, to do this and it's it's un unreal. It's unreal. Do you remember seeing Kaylin from the when you went to see the Broadway show? Yes, of course. I didn't like. Did, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like make the connection. Um, and well, yeah, yeah, because you were Shelby. You don't have to say that. You were the mean girl. Yeah. I was like, ew, I don't like this girl. Do you like the bear? Um, <laughs> um, no, yeah, I definitely remember. And then um, when. We were cast. I was in my wig fitting, and I I caught wind of who was cast as as Alyssa. We didn't know who was who. We didn't know who was who, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. and uh, someone slipped slipped it out, and so I reached out to Kaylin on yeah. Instagram, and I was like, "Hey, uh, I hope it's okay, but uh, I'm gonna be playing Emma. Uh -huh. Like, nice to meet." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when when did you? When fitting, when did you get the casting announcement? Because the timing of everything with COVID just screwed everything up, right? So there's casting, there's rehearsals, there's tour beginnings, and all of this. Yeah. So when when did you both find out that you were in the in the touring production? Uh, you found out first. I found out first. I got I got my offer in June for it. Twenty twenty one. Yes. Yes. Uh, okay. Wait. Was it? Was it June? Yeah. Because I was home. I was here. I, don't know. I I've, I'm bad with timelines sometimes. So, But I, I found out first because most of the Broadway uh, cast had writer first refusal. Uh, so, so I found out first. And then I was just waiting for a long time to find out who everybody else would be. Casting announcement actually didn't officially go out. Until we started rehearsal. Right. To the public. In, in September. But we got... I, I heard, I think it was the beginning of August. Yeah, because you, you reached out to me in August. Yeah, we auditioned yeah. in July and the callbacks, you know, we did a self-tape first and then callbacks, two two rounds of callbacks, I believe, for Emma's Oh, wow, least. we did a self-tape. And that, so yes. National Tour came out of a self-tape. That Oh, God. Yes, that's so far my beyond. poor neighbors. I remember, I, <laughs> How many neighbors? times did they hear me going, and like over and over and over. <laughs> God, I remember. Okay, I'm going to date myself here. Is uh, what was this? 2002, I want to say. I had a I had a manager at the time, and she was trying to get me in for TV and film, and and the the studio execs wouldn't accept digital submissions. Yeah. Because I was I was like I'm in North Carolina at the time. That's uh -huh. where my manager was. She had relationships with all these studio execs from from uh, her career, and they were like, "We got to see this guy in person." Yeah. Like, I mean, come on, how easy is it just to tape yourself and send it over the internet? And right. they didn't know how to open it. It was ridiculous. So, 
I'm glad to see that this has come full circle for you and Henry Cavill got the role I auditioned for for Superman. That's all I got. <laughs> You're not bitter at all. It's fine. I'm not bitter. Not it's fine. Fine. I'm not bitter. And just a lot <laughs> of self-tapes. And a lot of self-tapes. And Zachary Levi, he and I both auditioned for Chuck. He got Chuck. So now, whatever. I'm not yeah. bitter. I'm not bitter at all. <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. Uh, all right. So then rehearsals. Start when in you said September, November, September, September, September 2021, and then the tour began in November, right? And it's we're recording this in May, end of May 2022. So mm-hmm. you've both been going for quite a while, and yeah. there's still plenty of stops left. How has uh, I guess so for Kaylin, for you, you've got a couple other tours to compare this to. How is this one different with all of the? COVID restrictions and lockdowns. I mean, I don't have a lot of other. I I was, I had just joined Mean Girls when the pandemic shut us down. I did 10 Mm. performances and then we closed. Wow. And that was my first tour, honestly. Um, But it doesn't take very much. I mean, the things that are so different, I mean, please like (laughs) jump in if I'm missing anything, but like there's no stage door. We can't go do that. Um, We're wearing masks. Like the second we come off stage, mask on right before you go on stage, you're like, wait, 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 and take it off, put it in your costume, go on stage. We're testing multiple times a week. At one point during like a COVID surge, we were testing every day. Um, Mm -hmm. And we're, I mean, in most of these cities, you know, we, we're not going out to eat. We're not going out to bars. So the socializing or like the touristy getting to like explore each town that you're in is really limited. Um, Cause we just have to be so careful not to get COVID. Cause when you do, it's like, it can spread so quickly through the cast and then you're stuck in whatever city you get COVID in for 10 days. And so, yeah, we're looking forward to the summer. I think the winter was particularly hard because you can't yeah. do outdoor activities. Yeah. So you're really limited to like what you can kind of do. So there was a mm-hmm. lot of, you know, going to the show, coming back to your hotel room. And it was just, it was tough to kind of like stay, you know, positive at times when you just feel like you're kind of trapped in, inside. But, um, yeah. but, you know, I think the biggest difference for me I mean I I granted I haven't done any anything on this scale without COVID but um I the rehearsal process was Mm. (laughs) was really difficult because we were wearing masks the entire time and we didn't take our masks off until we did like run-throughs at the very end and so you're you you've never met your castmates before at least for me I didn't know a single person on this on this show yet and you're trying to connect with people and act with them, but you only have this. And it was so difficult to like, I've never tried to like build chemistry with, with my fellow, you know, actors with, with a mask on my face or to sing or belt or, you know, and then I, I'm not even complaining because the dancers had to dance and rehearse choreography (laughs) with those masks on. And they are like inhaling their masks. I mean, it was, I remember you sent me video of rehearsal with them in the masks. Doing tonight belongs to us in masks, and I was like, "What is yeah. happening?" It was it, that it's was so very hard. challenging, on like a psychological level, on like a physical level. Mm-hmm. And so when we were able to take the masks off, although that was its own level of like fear, yeah, it ultimately it was like, oh, okay, now we can do our job. It felt like I could like do my job again, and then yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's interesting because uh, as two people like a, a couple, right? It's this is one of the few businesses where I don't know how many other businesses. Well, there's a couple. I was gonna say one of the few businesses where you walk and you're like, all right, I have to kiss that person, I have to hug that person, I have to do this, <laughs> yeah. that, right? And so to to walk in and to have that restriction of like you said, being unable to really connect and build that chemistry. If you're going to make it real, if you're going to make it authentic, then smiles, smiles are so important. Yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't I picture if this were a comedy in my mind, it would be like finally you get to see uh somebody with their mask off and they got like these giant snaggle teeth and you're just like <laughs> oh god. But, uh, uh, oh, anyway, dear. but obviously the two of you overcame the chem the, the the mask and the chemistry aspect or well, possible lack thereof. We didn't really have to do that because I missed the whole rehearsal process. 
So I was doing another I was in San Diego. <laughs> she was. Uh, I was doing island. a show. I was doing a show. With, You're just like I'm not going to like, rehearsal. I'm, no, I wanted to be there so bad. I was like, <laughs> I, kidding, I wanted to be there so bad. I was like, this is really weird. Well, because I don't. I missed out. It's taken me the six months of being on yeah. tour to finally build relationships with people. Because I, I came in and I was like, Hi, I'm the new kid. I'm the new kid, even though I'm not. I'm, I know the show. <laughs> Like Courtney and I are the only two alums who came back. And so, um, but no, I was doing a show in San Diego at the Old Globe. It was a new musical by Michael John Lachusa and directed and choreographed by Grazia La Danielle uh, called The Gardens of Anuncia. I was working with Mary Testa, Eden Espinosa, and Andrea Burns. Uh, it was, I, uh, a couple uh, up and comers. Yeah. Oh, I just, yeah. just my idols is fine. <laughs> No, but for real, it was, I, I had been waiting to do that show since before the pandemic. I was supposed to do it right after Mean Girls. So I was only, I was in Mean Girls for like six weeks um, because they needed a quick temporary replacement because one of their ensemble members had to go get surgery. So I was only supposed to swing in, come into Mean Girls for a little bit, and then I was going to go do that show. But, you know, pandemic shut us down and we really were not sure if this show was going to come back. And it was one of those that like, I remember where I was sitting and how I felt reading that script. And I remember I, I finished it and I put it down and I had to go sit down and like sob. Mm. I have never read a script that mm. like moved me so much. And it just felt like it, it was so close to my heart because it's about the women who made Graziella who she is. Her mom, her, gra her grandmama, her tia, these three monumental women who supported her and shaped her and, you know, made the woman that, this legendary woman that we all know today. And so, and I, I come from a household of a single mom and two sisters. And so, you know, womanhood is very important to me, obviously. So it was mm -hmm. just, it was very close to my heart. So I was, I was doing that. And then we closed on the 17th of October. I flew to New York on the 18th. We had rehearsal for like four hours on the 19th. And then we flew to Paducah. Wow, sorry. <laughs> flew to Paducah, Kentucky <laughs> the next day and started tech rehearsal. True story. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what yeah. was that? What was that like for you, Caden? Who were you rehearsing with an understudy with the stage manager? Yeah, we were rehearsing then, with Understudy, mm -hmm. who was okay. incredible and like stepped up to the plate in every way. And she she's gone on. She Brandy. went on for Alyssa as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she covered both Emma and Alyssa, and she's gone on for both. Yeah, so she's amazing. she's a rock star. Um, so yeah, that's that's how we did it, and uh, we Zoom. I reached out to you, and we like went, jumped on a Zoom call just to kind of get to know each other. Yeah. <laughs> As much we, as we, we could. We weren't going to have any rehearsals. We thought for a second <clears throat> we might have some Zoom rehearsals, but that just never ended up happening. And so, like, we met and then went into, into tech. Well, yeah. not, I mean, in person, but we, we met like, in person. We'd been talking and trying to do and developing right. a rapport. But it just was like, it just was, it was like the easiest thing. Yeah. Just, it's just like this person is just. Like I, I met her and I was like, oh, this is so easy. Like, mm -hmm. like we are just, we just, we share a lot of the same. Yeah. I don't know, like energy. We just like vibrate on the same frequency. We're so very much cut from the same cloth. It was, yeah, it so. was really, it was lucky in that yeah. sense. Like we both just kind of tr like there was trust there and goofiness and playfulness, and mm -hmm. we. We made it. We made an effort to like really get to know each other during tech and mm -hmm. like spend time together and you know make sure we felt comfortable with each other and all that. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, by the time we opened, I, I felt it felt good. Oh yeah, yeah. And it this was one, wild. this one, like literally, like put up a performance in like a day. Like in that four hour rehearsal, she was like, "Oh yeah, what do I do again? Oh yeah, right. Well, I cross here and then like just like." Brrr, like all the choreography all came back. It was like wild to watch. I had done it so many times, <laughs> but it's in I, your bones. it was in my bones. Like, yeah. yeah, I came in. I'm like, I remembered all the music I had. I still had my track sheet. So my understudy track sheet. So I still had all my numbers. I had all my, my costumes, my props, like I had everything. And so I just kind of had to go through in my brain and go, okay, here, so, here. Okay. Well, got it. And it all just came out again <laughs> after two years. <laughs> We're going to take a short break. Stay tuned for more of the episode.
When you're going from uh, taking a, a, a Broadway production and moving it mm-hmm. and moving it and moving it and moving it and moving it, as mm-hmm. in the case of any national production, do you is is it the same set that was used on Broadway, or do they have to recreate it slightly smaller? What are the like the size requirements? Are the numbers always spaced out the same? Like, do you do you have like how much tech do you have in every space before you have to open? Uh, a lot of it. I mean, we only had one tech. We had tech in Paducah, and since then, like you don't do a tech. But it's basically it's such a well-oiled machine. Like whatever we. It's, it's the same for us. It, most, most theaters, it feels the same for us. Sometimes depth changes and the backstage changes, but what is on stage is yes. typically exactly the same. Like it all fits, it all spaces out. Um, most of the stuff that we have is still original, but this production is missing some set pieces. Like the Applebee's is much smaller. Uh, there's only one booth instead of three. Um, obviously, like some of the set pieces, like the the office or the bedroom used to be able, or like even and anything used to be able to move on on an automated like track in the floor on Broadway. But mm-hmm. now we have stagehands who do it. Um, a lot of the uh, sets that used to be like... Um, I can't remember exactly what they were. They were they were thicker. Well, like Seven Eleven is a it's a have, backdrop. We have now. some backdrops. So that a are lot just of it, a lot of it is like backdrops. Yeah, because they're yeah. they're easier to travel and easier to like assemble. But we quicker. we travel a floor. Yeah, we travel Marley with yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. So, so it, our floor is always the same. It's always the same, and the numbers oh, are neat. there. Yeah. So like. So because of that, like Kaylin said, like the backstage might change. It might be different. But like once you're on stage, it like looks the exact same. Yeah. So sometimes I'll be in the middle of a performance and my brain will be like, what city? What city are Literally we? every, every <laughs> day I'm like, where am I? Because it looks the same. And I'm like, all right, we're in this. I'm like, literally, I'm like, what city are we in? What time zone are we in? I have no idea. But then you That's just amazing. click. You come to the you come to the deck, and it's all it's all the same. Yeah. So you're like, okay, and then you just yeah. click in. It's fine. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, I figure I figure it's just once you hit play on that whatever button is inside your brain, right? Yeah. You're just like, all right, now I know where to go and when to go, and then yeah. mask on and off, and and all of that. It yeah. becomes it becomes yeah. so uh, so ingrained in your body. Except and- when you forget your mask, which I did once. I came out for <laughs> the scene with when Emma's wearing the really ugly dress at first. Oh, you with, went on stage with your mask? I went on stage with my mask. <laughs> and I I told myself before, I was like, okay, this might happen because we're going on and off, on and off. And I was like, you know, I had this whole plan in my head that I would like make some funny comment about science class or something. And I completely, I feel like I broke character. I mean, I don't think I did, but like in my head, I did. I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mask on my face. Behind the door, and then like continued with the scene. Oh my it like God. totally threw me. To be fair, you are not the only one who's done that. No, I'm not. It, there's been a few people who've done it because you just you get used to having it, and then you forget that. Yeah, oh, shoot, I'm on stage. Take it off. Like it's, it doesn't happen often, but yeah, occasionally, occasionally it happens. Yeah, I feel like the audience <laughs> likes it though. They get a little yeah. moment of you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, everybody, everybody loves to see everyone act human. At yeah, one exactly. Point or another. Right, yeah, right, right. yeah. That's <laughs> always kind of fun. <laughs> so the traveling, traveling around the country and bringing, uh, bringing the story. We touched on the depth of the story at the very beginning. Bringing this to to people. Have uh, what have been your experiences um, with the audiences afterwards? And I know you said you can't do use stage door, but there's like we have social media now, which didn't exist until a couple of years recently, right? So people can reach out, they can share their stories, they can send in fan art, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. So being able to represent, <clears throat> uh, you know, like being a professional working non-binary actor, or uh, or pushing through this story of of queerness that is. Um, like Kaylin, what you were saying, it's just layered and layered with comedy and happiness that people don't realize that they've learned a lot by the end of it. And it's changing. It literally is changing people's lives. So for the two of you, I'll stop talking for a second and tell me, tell me about your experiences, um, with the audience in this way. You go. Um, it's been beautiful to be a part of and to, to share 
it when when people share their experiences and how they feel seen and how they feel heard, it's such a gift. And I feel honored to receive that and to be, you know, the vessel that that tells that story every night. It's 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 a huge honor. And um yeah, I mean, I, I think that you know, there's this was the second ever lesbian teenager teenager characters on Broadway. I mean, you had uh, Medium Allison and Fun Home, I think was the first. Mm-hmm. Um, and Fun Home, incredible, is not necessarily like a happy story. And I think that queer kids crave a happy, fun, joyous story with a happy ending. And they it's, deserve and it. it's not that this this show doesn't address, you know, hard things. It definitely does. It it obviously it addresses homophobia and, and queer phobia, but it it you get you get a happy ending, you know, and I and you get two queer kids owning their truth. And that is so empowering for people. It was empowering for me as a, you know, 26. I'm going to age myself, 26 year old person who saw, you know, who saw the show on Broadway. It was, and I, you know, I'd been out for years, but it still, it meant so much to like, to see that. And, and to play Emma, it's healing for me too. Cause I get to go back to my high school self who did not have that experience. Um, who didn't get to go to prom with a girlfriend, you know, and I get to go to prom every night, you know, and that's, that's really special. And in terms of the non-binary representation, that's just an extra beautiful layer that we get to have in this production. And I think that, well, when the cast list was announced, I I knew that there would be some people who felt excited, but I did I totally underestimated how many people were so excited to see a non-binary actor play Emma and and how many non-binary people like related to to Emma. Um so that's just really exciting because I think that that for folks who don't know, you know, it's they don't know and for folks who do, it means a lot to them. So that's that's been really great. Yeah. It's been really special. Yeah, ditto to everything that you said. I think something that's really is that's really cool is the accessibility through social media to be able to hear directly from a lot of the fans of the show. And even though, you know, sometimes we have the bandwidth to be able to respond to them and interact with them, um, but like all the messages come through. Like I see all of them, everything, you know? And so many kids have shared how much this show means to them and how much it's done for them. And I I can't tell you how many stories, how many messages I've gotten of kids saying, this show helped me come out to my family. This show helped me like own who I am. And it gave me the courage to have these conversations, to be myself. Um, And like, you know, I'm being completely honest. This show helped me. You know, I, for anyone who follows me on Instagram, I just came out, like, where, when were we in D.C.? When was that? <laughs> November? February? February? February, January? yeah. Like, I, I and I, it's such, for anybody who's gone through the journey, it's such a complicated layered thing, you know, it's nothing that I can sum up and we'd have to do a whole other podcast talking about that. <laughs> but it had been a, a long journey for me and I didn't realize how much I still needed to uh, unlearn and unravel and how limited I was making myself internally. And, you know, being able to play this character who it's a little bit strange sometimes how much Alyssa and I have in common. Um you know, it's been really rewarding and really liberating for me. Um, so again, I, I agree. Like you said, playing Alyssa every night is really healing in a way because, you know, I I will date myself. I am not afraid of my age. I'm 32. Uh, <laughs> and so it's like, there's no timeline for any of this. Like I, I'm a 32-year-old woman and I've only just like oh, seen the full depths that that I am. So it's like, and that's what I think is so special about this show in particular is that it's for literally all ages. It does not matter. You don't have to be a teenager, a kid. It's for, it's for everyone. 
everyone can feel something from this, you know? Because everybody wants to love and everybody wants to feel loved. Yeah. And that's that's it. Yeah. I mean, period, right? And that's what I love about about these these characters. The character of Mrs. Green, uh, she there's an amount of love there because a mother loves her daughter and 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 it's she's trying to protect the daughter in her own way, albeit it's really the me- messed up in the way that she's doing it, right? Mm-hmm. And then the daughter, Alyssa, wants to be loved, wants to be loved by by the mom, because in, we always want to be loved by our parents. That's just ingrained in who we are as a species. And then mm-hmm. you've got the the need to love friendships and to be accepted, to be loved, and to find that that connection with with your your with a significant other, whether it be a best friend or a, a lover or whatever the case is. Like there's, it's all just comes down to love, and that transcends age and race and gender mm-hmm. and. Everything that you were just saying, it's mm-hmm. it was it's so beautiful to be able to see uh, to see your personal journey now and hear your story, right? Because I, I actually found it like I'm happy, I'm very very happy for you. And thank you. It was surprising though that you've gone through all the years of being doing the show on Broadway, and then now the tour, like it's it's this message that and this love that you've been around, and then you know, is it? Caden that pulled this out of you? Is it uh, the production? Is it, you know, whatever the case is, right? Like, and and you may not have an answer for this. I, but I have it, a sort of answer, you know, but I mean, go ahead. If that was not your question, continue. Oh, no, no, no. Go, please, please. I think, you know what? The things that are meant for us come to us when the time is right. They come to us when we need them. And I think everyone expects that the big pivotal moments in our journey happen to us in our 20s and we figure out who we are and then you're set and then you live the rest of your life that way. No. You will continue learning who you are until the day that you leave this planet. So, you know, I think at the time, you know, years ago, I, again, the layers, I, term, language is, you know, the best thing that we have, but it's not always the most correct. So I identify as bisexual or even or pansexual is really maybe more accurate which I always kind of knew but I've always been in hetero relationships which is true which is a part of my truth but I'd never I'd never given myself the freedom to explore the other side of things you know and it's not that because I wasn't you know accepting of it or excited about it or or um supportive of it like I was I just there really is something so strange about like, I had never just like looked at myself that way. Everyone around me, you know, the whole world affirmed, oh, you're straight, you're a straight, you're a straight woman. You're straight, you're a straight cis woman. Like that's all that the world told me. And so it's like, okay. And I just, I guess, I mean, I was attracted to men. So I was like, okay, I guess this must be true. And so, I mean, cause at the time when I was doing uh, prom Broadway, I was in a hetero relationship, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and that's just, I think it was just the timing. I think that, you know, I got to a certain point in my life before before prom came around, before I met Caden, where I could just sort of feel something shifting. And I, I talked to friends about it and I just, I couldn't really put my finger on it, but I just had this feeling that I needed to like go down this other pathway, you know, and I needed to explore and I needed, I really needed to open that door. And then once I you know, so the so I, I really think it was like it was like perfect timing. And then the fact that the prom came back into my world at that moment was truly just the universe going, I see where you're going, I'm gonna help you. Like I trust her so much. And so I think that <laughs> it happened right when it was supposed to, you know? And mm-hmm. I really I really believe that to be true about so many things. I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to like figure it out and have all the answers, but that's not what life is. So no, no, I agree with you. 1000 million, billion, trillion percent. (laughs) It's anyone who wants to be a better person should be, becomes a better person by never trying to stop by consciously trying to never stop learning. Yeah. Right. It's about learning more. It's about helping others. It's about becoming more self-aware and aware of others feelings and emotions and just empathy, right? Mm-hmm. It's this this is God, this is a show that should teach you empathy. And yeah. and there's a there's a story um 
that I've heard, I forget if it's Caitlin or Izzy from the Promcast that I've heard them tell it a couple times that when they were doing the out of town prior to Broadway, there mm-hmm. was um, uh, an old grumpy man who came up during the stage door afterwards and was like, if I had known what this show was going to be, I wouldn't have come. But now I'm really glad I did because it changed my life. Right? Like, there, you hear these stories all the time of people who, if they knew that it was like, yeah, it's a story about lesbians, they wouldn't give it the time of day. Nope. But then, because it is a story about love and presented in a way that makes you feel good and laugh at the same time, mm-hmm. it you're going to take that away from you in a way that that maybe you never realize how important it was to you in that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. So, 100%. All right. So yeah. that, I think, is a lovely place to wrap up. And I'm going to, I have three standard closing questions okay. that I ask everybody. So we'll take <laughs> turns and uh, I'll ask each of you the same three questions. So the very first one, Kaden, let's start with you. Just what motivates you? Ooh. Um, I think the biggest thing that motivates me is the world around me, you know, people. Uh, injustice in the world and wanting to do my part to to make that as you know to push that needle forward I think that definitely gets me out of bed in the morning and keeps me going yeah Kaylin hope because none of that happens if we don't hang on to hope Ooh, I like that. All right. Simple as that. So, Kaylin, we'll start with you for the second question. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to your younger self and younger people listening now starting out down a similar path? Oh, oh so much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I mean, Brooklyn. oh, geez. Just, it's going to be okay. Trust, <laughs> like, trust your journey. Trust yourself, develop your intuition, develop your self-respect, be kind to everyone around you. Everyone's journey is going to look so different than yours. It is not a competition. It is not a competition. Uh, I could like go on, but really it's just like, find out who you are, believe in who you are, be your own cheerleader, be everybody else's cheerleader, and really examine Examine the, your why, why you're in this, the rooms that you're in. Why are, you, why are you doing this? And making sure that it's always coming from this authentic place of, of wanting to give primarily over get. Mm, that is lovely. All right. Kate. It is. How do I follow that up? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, w- I would say just, uh, you know, <clears throat> believe that you can be yourself in this world. And if you don't see yourself out there, that doesn't mean that you can't, you can't do it. Um, and that your perspective is one perspective in a sea of perspectives. <laughs> and every single other person you will encounter in this life has one perspective in a sea of perspectives. Mm-hmm. And so always keep that in mind and talk to and learn from as many people as you can. Mm-hmm. Both such amazing, beautiful answers. Okay, so here is the final question, the hardest one. Caden, we'll start with you again. Oh, no. If you could only see one show for the rest of your life, but you can see it as many times as you want, what would you see? Ooh, look at our faces! <laughs> Stunned silence. Um, oh, no! I think... I see. Okay, I'm just gonna go with my gut, and my gut said rent. Yeah, <laughs> do, really? do we hate me? <laughs> I no. I I love that show. <laughs> that show means so much to me, and I and it and it's beautiful. And yeah, I'm just gonna go with that because that's where my gut went. So I would watch I like Rent it. over and over. Uh, I would say In the Heights because that was oh. the first time that I really saw like people who looked like me on stage, you know? And the first time that I, you know, saw saw a show and heard music that I was like, oh, that there's a place for me there. I, mm. wow, that's me. Cause normally I, growing up as a kid, like I didn't see myself anywhere in, in theater at all. I'm Colombian American. And I, in my entire career, I have auditioned for one role that said Colombian and I didn't get it. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> In the Heights was the first time that I really saw something that 
just spoke to me on this whole other blood level. And um, so, yeah, I would, I would choose that. All right. Well, let's wrap up. Tell us where we can find you on social media. Kaylin, start with you. Yeah. So I, my handle is Miss Curly K, M I S S K U R L Y K A Y. (laughs) You'll see lots of pictures of my baby nephews and maybe some poetry on my Instagram. Mm, Beautiful. (laughs) Uh, You can find me on Instagram as well. My handle that's what it's called is uh you can tell i'm really savvy uh is uh kaden o carney so my first name and then o and then my last name and i post sometimes (laughs) (laughs) but i'm on it i'm on it i'm there i promise we both have some pretty healthy boundaries around social media so good 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 we try Attempt. Well, you can get more episodes like these at bpn.fm slash ttp. My handles, my call signs are theater underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. I'm on TikTok. I don't know what I'm doing on TikTok, but it's the theater <laughs> podcast. Leave a rating and a review wherever you are listening now. Share the podcast. It helps grow these amazing stories. This has been edited by Well-Rounded Hudlin Productions. Jukebox the Ghost gave us our music. And Kaylin and Caden, thank you so much for providing the amazing, amazing conversation. Kaylin, you love Jukebox? I love Jukebox. Sorry, you I just got very excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you listen back to this, you will hear... Jukebox the Ghost. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having us. This was great. This was amazing. Thank you. Take a deep breath, make the world a little colorful. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.